0: Hello and welcome to the Passion On Purpose Leaders on Center Stage Podcast. I am Steph and I'm the owner and creative director of VIM. VIM's mission is to showcase the enthusiasm and passion of business leaders nationwide. I cannot wait to have you listen to the show and stick around. At the end, we talk a little bit about how you can be my next guest. All right, guys, we are back with another episode of the Passion on Purpose Leaders on Center Stage podcast. I am so excited. Our leader today, who is on center stage, is Dan Cumberland. And off air, we talked about, you know, how was I going to introduce Dan? And I just decided I'm going to introduce Dan as the founder of many, many great things. And I'm sure we are going to dive into them today. So hi, Dan. Welcome.
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm just so pumped to be here with uh, with you and your audience.
0: Yay. Thank you. No, I'm stoked to have you. I'm already just from the time off air and just from what I was able to glean from some of the things you were dabbling in uh, and the fact that we're both actually in Washington state, which is a rarity for my show. Right? Pacific this Northwest gonna... represent. Yes, thank you. <laughs> this is going to be a killer episode. So I'm I'm really excited.
1: Likewise. Really, really pumped to be here.
0: Well, as you may or may not know, we kick every show off with my hard-hitting questions. So we're going to dive right on in. Ready? Let's do it. Okay. Dan, what is your why?
1: My why is that I believe everyone has something to say. And I want to help them find how ways to say it.
0: Yes. Everyone. And how true is that?
1: I mean, to me, it's like the, it's like the essence of, of life. Like it's like the, what I, what I believe I was born to the message. I believe I was born to spread is that we're all, we, we each have something to give um, every single person. And I really want to find ways to um, help people, you know, uncover that and spread, spread that, that message that do that work, whatever manifestation it looks like.
0: Now, that idea of like everyone has something to say and I want to be the one who helps bring ways to do that to people. Yeah. We- like that's a huge thing, right? So it's not like Yeah,
1: it's kind of meta, right? It's kind of like inception a little bit.
0: Yes. yes. Walk me backwards through inception oh, for you. Here we go. Like I'm being serious. You sure you I want to do
1: this? Okay. You're like,
0: what? what in the world did I get into with this girl? I want to know like what's some of your earliest memories yeah. or a memory that pops into your head where you realize that this is something that you're passionate about
1: yeah yeah so i'll rewind to post right after college i went into uh went into ministry i was a youth pastor and pretty early on in that role um it was in hindsight, pretty clear that it wasn't a good fit. But for me, for all the reasons that you could probably assume of uh, you know, someone young and and on on a ministry track, felt like the the thing that I was supposed to do with my life. You know, I was capital C called to do this, and it wasn't working. And so, what is that? Where's the problem? If if the theological framework and and worldview that I'm in all says that this is where I should be, and it's not working, then the problem in, in uh, to that that 23 year old Dan was that there's something wrong with me. Why can't I get this to work?
0: Mm-hmm. And I
1: spent a lot of years um really struggling with that cognitive dissonance of this is really hard. I'm really struggling and yeah. um and and I, I have to find a way to get this to work. And took took time to really begin to untangle that and say, okay, maybe it's not that I'm the problem, but maybe the maybe the fit. Is the problem, and maybe I wasn't capital C called. And what does it mean to actually then begin to answer the question of what do we like? How do we a- answer questions of what do we what are we going to do with our lives? Uh, so uh, that I think really that experience of of, and I could eat, rewind even further to like a family yeah. system where I I kind of was maybe the the black sheep in some in some ways and didn't fit the mold to like uh, you know you know, having a lot of struggle around like really finding my own voice. And I think that that's really where all of this comes from. But I I think really, I began to really name that uh, in post post. So I was in, in youth ministry, decided to leave youth ministry after five hard, hard years and great years in many other ways with amazing student community, but, but uh, decided to leave, went to grad school to study around these ideas of, of vocation, calling, I did an interdisciplinary degree, part psychology and formation, part theology and culture, and in that program, still had all this energy around like these kinds of big questions and how do we answer these big, big questions of what's next was was facilitating stuff, creating creating uh, experiences for the other people in the program with me, and then a friend of mine just named it one day who was like, "You're because I didn't know if was I just trying to answer these questions because I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life." Mm-hmm. or was there something more to it and and he was coming this friend was coming along the journey that all the stuff that I was doing and all this you know make noise I was making and he he over coffee one day he was like it's just different the way that you go about this than the way I go about this I'm not, and this is him speaking. I'm not creating this experience for other people. I'm just trying to answer these questions myself. But you're doing this differently than I am, and that was like a really helpful reflection back to me. That like, okay, maybe and that's kind of where I guess I, I I went up a level or down a level in in inception, right? And like maybe my work is helping people find their path and find their way to sit, to say the thing that they, ha- they have to say. And so then after that, it still took some time for that to really kind of bubble the surface and figure out different ways to go about that. But that's what brought me to, you know, the, the first step of what I do now, starting the Meaning Movement, and um, which has, you know, really also... Uh, I guess naming that I'm an entrepreneur. I like making noise. I like starting things and accepting that about myself and letting myself just like go and just see what what comes of it. And so that's a very long. uh, I told you. I warned you. This was going to be. We were going to. You're in good company.
0: You're Uh, in good company. Yeah.
1: That's the story. That at least the 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 semi the semi short kind of long version of the story.
0: (laughs) Oh no, that's perfect. I'm 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 constantly warning people. Brief. And me, yeah, don't really go together. Yes, so, yes, totally. No, but there's several things in what you shared that I that I wanted to touch on, so so I don't forget them. First yeah. off, that moment with mm-hmm. your friend who yep. had helped you see this realization that these innate or these things that are happening to you innately, these questions that you're pondering, that there was different ways to perceive those questions, whether it was am I answering them for myself, which is what your friend was feeling. And then for you, this this call to help others find the answers to the question. So I want to touch on that. I want to know, I want to kind of know age-wise where you were and career-wise where you were in that moment. Mm -hmm. And then before I lose it, the second part, uh oh, might have already lost it. Okay. Let's just roll with that. I'll okay. Remember. We'll okay. go there.
1: We'll go there. The other, the other will come. Yeah. Age okay. wise. Um, that was, I was in my late twenties at that point I was okay. in grad school. I was, um, career wise serving at a, um, Ethan Stoll restaurant waiting tables. I don't know if you know, he's a, like a I celebrity chef, a Seattle celebrity chef waiting, waiting table, serving, serving fancy pizza. Um, mm-hmm. like that's what I was, but I was just trying to finish trying to finish grad school was my focus. Um, and so, yeah, late, late thirties and then, or late twenties rather, and then really thinking about, okay, what's, what am I going to do when I finish this program? Because, the, you know, the, the world is my oyster in some ways. And also like, I have no idea what, what, what direction to, to, um, you know, to go with this idea that kind of was emerging. Like, okay, I want to help people with this, 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 in this way, but there's a million different ways directions, you can, you can um, take that. And so then that, that was the work of, okay, maybe I am an entrepreneur and maybe I need to start my own thing around this.
0: Yes. And th- Oh, that was totally what it was. You had mentioned that there you're loud and you like to just create things. And, and what I loved about you sharing that was, I even think for me, it's this moment of realization that that, so what I call that for myself um, is I call it, I get itchy in life. Yes. Every time I've gotten itchy, uh i've started some sort of business right uh-huh. So early on when i got itchy i started my first design business i say business but it was more of a hobbyist side business hustle thing oh my gosh <laughs> you're <laughs> talking you're,
1: we're like kindred spirits but keep going <laughs> right. tell me more
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then i you know worked that for a while got a camera in hand started getting getting that as like a little bit of a skill and once again i got itchy so then yeah. i started this little photography so anywho yeah. i just i wanted to just say that i i in in you mm. recognizing that that's just okay you said i yeah. finally came to terms that yes me being loud and just wanting to create things that that's yeah. okay yeah. i wanted to thank you because i think you just really reinforced and again validated this mm-hmm. itchy that i have felt all my yeah. life
1: yes oh i love that that means so much means so much to hear and i think I, I want to copy it, Like loud is not necessarily boisterous, though I, I do sometimes get get boisterous. I'm not I'm not necessarily a loud person, but like but making noise, like causing like I just do life differently than a lot of people. I always have more things going on. I'm always you know organizing and and instigating, and I think that's what I really really mean by that. But it's. I, I I love that, how you, you call it, you know, getting getting itchy. Like you need another thing. It's a little yeah. bit like entrepreneurial, I feel like uh, entrepreneurial ADHD. And like the line between like hobby and business sometimes gets pretty, pretty thin. And which which one is which, I don't know. Yeah. And also I was having this conversation with a friend the other day because I, I, I what I told him is like, I don't know, like uh, it's almost as if I can't help but start more things. And, yeah. and he was like, I think that you just need to say, you can't help it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, at which point, then, and he has been really encouraging me to literally get diagnosed with you know he, he, his his operating assumption is that I do have ADHD undiagnosed, and that I should get some help with that because it can get out of hand, right? I think right. that's the, the flip side and the darker side of this conversation is that um, people like you and me, or maybe I'll just say people like me, and you can decide if you're like me in this way. You get itchy, and sometimes that means you you take on too much, you spread yourself mm-hmm. too thin, and therefore then things start to fall apart on you, and you end up um, you know working yourself too hard. You end up dropping mm-hmm. the ball. You end up missing the de- important details or whatever you know whatever might might come with that. So there is like the energy and the magic and the making, and but along with that is the t- the tailwinds of like what kind of mess do we leave as we go? Yeah. And I think that's part partly self awareness to learning. To say no and not take on more than you can uh more than you can chew which is an ongoing battle in, in my life
0: oh uh, yes kindred spirits as you mentioned that is me to a t um i'll all, all my life i've had people and not all my life have i said this but there was a moment when i realized this is true people say, gosh you're just so busy and i say you know we all fill ourselves with our own busy mm. and that looks yeah. different for everyone and people yeah, when people like you and me like to us someone might have two things on their calendar and feel busy yes. to me i feel like oh, i have a free day yes. you know if i have you know 20 things i'm like oh okay i can handle that so yes. so yeah i i love all that okay mm. so we we've gotten through i love this this inception like progress that we're making or what <laughs> okay next ev- next uh evolution of the show is oh i'm gonna a sound effects gal yes or guy. yes <laughs> like i think is it howard stern they have a dedicated person who just thrown out these random little yes sfx i'm like i love that
1: yes yes i love it i love it
0: <laughs> so you're in this moment where you're you know just getting close to this grad, grad school late uh you said early 30s late 20s i think you mentioned yes when does the, the move, the movement, or excuse me, the meaning movement come to life? And tell me this point, how things move yeah, yeah,
1: What happens after that? Yeah. Great question. So I made the decision at some point that I, I have, I know I have this energy that I've been, been, you know, naming and, and the question of what do I do with it? And the, the choice then was uh, eventually I want to start something. I want to, I want to just do it myself. I want to figure it out. I want to make some, you know, make some noise. And then the question was, okay, well, how do I, how do I do that? I had never run a business before. I had been a youth pastor, like not, no, no business skills, no business background, no business education. So I started looking for ways to equip myself and learn about, um, learn about business. I started a blog and was just like, just kind of hustling, doing the the best next thing that I could figure out to do. Um, took on some internships with other people that were doing online work, trying so to figure nice. it all out. That uh, turned into other relationships. So still kind of growing the, the meaning movement, uh, starting to be some income there, but it wasn't like a you know an, enough uh, at that point. And so then was doing one of those kind of experiences turned into an opportunity. So was a, with a SEO agency that turned into a private equity team, they were buying websites, turned into buying SaaS companies, software companies. And they, you know, alongside, also had started a photography company with my wife. I know we talked about that um, before we hit the record button that we had that. I had that in my, my experience. And so this team was like, hey, Dan, you know how to use a camera. We're, we have this video platform that we just bought. Do you want to come on board and run it? I said, I have no idea what that would look like, uh, how how to do that. But yes, that sounds like a great learning opportunity. So I did that for a few years, which got me into the world of, of software. Went through, I was trying to count the other day, like, I think, five different product launches with them. Wow. Um, was really, really successful tenure with them. But at, as after I'd committed to two years, after three years, I felt like I, I had the itch, right? Wanted to do my own thing. And that's really, wanted to return to the meaning movement and also just doing more things that I own, um, exploring my entrepreneurial you know self. So, so from that started a software uh, studio, we could call it um, with a business partner. So still, you know, building the meaning movement on the side and then started launching, playing with this idea of launching software, um, which went through a couple iterations, Video Snap being the most recent, um, which is a content repurposing tool for podcasts. So with the meaning movement, building that, started a podcast while I was, you know, while I was doing all this the software stuff, and had this need that I I had in my own life of taking interviews like this, finding those great little moments, and then getting them in front of people where where they would be it would be easier to discover because discoverability with podcasts is is low, and so started um, Video Snap as a way to to solve um, solve that problem. Did that with a business partner, uh, two, two business partners. One of them is a software venture studio called 923.co and just developed a really great working relationship with them. And um, through all of that, um, they had some needs that um, they they felt like I was a great fit for. It felt like I had a really great um, working relationship with them. So recently just joined their team as a product strategist. So helping more people like me. Build things like Video Snap that I built with them, so helping founders build software-based um, businesses. Still growing the meaning movement. Still um, doing that on the side, um, and then also building product for other founders and building this software that um, that I've launched myself. So, that's the the Venn diagram of Dan's life um, and my. You know, sometimes it feels a little bit chaotic, but. Uh, you know, spread, spread in different ways. That is worst. But at yeah. his best, I think there is a really nice synergy between these projects and the way that they all kind of bleed into each other. The meaning movement was kind of the impetus for Video Snap. Video Snap was kind of the impetus of this relationship with 923. And um, 923, I get to meet lots of founders who, and, and entrepreneurs who then I can direct back to the meaning movement and help people um, build better, better lives and better businesses as a result.
0: And I think to you, like it's a Venn diagram, they all kind of lead to each other. But what I see, and maybe I'm biased because of what I do and the approach I take. But what I see is I see this is all stemming from this core, even Mm. this very early on core moment of I want to help others heard because everyone has something to say.
1: Yes, yes, absolutely.
0: And and so while they might have seemed linear in their development or their their moments with you. Yes. To me, it's all just rooted from the same place. I love that. It's so true though. Yes. So yeah. how do you, if, and it's okay if, if the answer is, Oh, I, I don't, but have you recognized that and bled that through what you want others to feel and see through the brand of any of the business, the yeah. meeting movement, video snap.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, I have, I mean, with, with the meeting movement, I mean, I'd love to share some of the branding story there because it has been an evolving thing um, that I think I, I haven't done very well. Um, Go for but it. I do do think I do think about that that piece of like telling, helping people tell their story, um, and that that video snap is, I mean, that tool literally is what what that's used for is to get more to get your story in front of more more people. So I see that that connection there, and then I think with nine two three. It really is like, if that story is, has a software manifestation, software piece to it, like I get to build that with people and help them identify how to build that, how to build that best. And kind of, I don't know, I don't know, feel, you know, maybe to romanticize it a little bit, like get to be like this kind of like a doula, right? Like helping them give birth to this software baby. Um, (laughs) And that's super fun. And that's super cool. And so I see the, I see the connections, you know, um, between them don't i don't always and i think it's because the people coming to each one aren't necessarily looking at the whole picture i don't necessarily weave that story in in the branding that how they're all connected um until we're on a show like this and i get to tell you know until it's talking about me not the things not the not how the tools how the how the businesses serve serve people Mm -hmm. i don't know if that makes sense
0: it does. And yeah. I think that's where, so like one of my favorite quotes, and this has been repeated on the show, but just reinforces, it's one of my favorites is, and this quote was about 20, it's about 20 years old. So, so you, this will make sense in a second, but the quote is in the past jobs were about muscle. Mm. Now they're about brains. Yes. In the future, they'll be about heart. I love that. We're in the future. This yeah. is now, right? Yes. This is 20 years ago. And so okay. when you think about consumers, um, and and us as works in in our career, it's no longer just about being brain, having smarts and brains and talents. It's about bleeding and reinforcing the heart of why Mm. you do what you do. And so the reason I posed that question is, well, you said it yourself, you know, it's only in these moments Mm. when, when I'm in a podcast that I talk about this, this heart of the matter and how it ties into everything that I talk about it. So my like, and I don't normally do this, but I implore yeah. you,
1: yes, to tell find me find
0: a way to do that, to find oh, a God. way to bleed that through, because it's yes. so important.
1: Yes, I love that. Thank you for that, and I, that's really, I, I, I value your your input as a as a marketing, you know, branding, you know, expert to get your eye your eyes on 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 me and the things I'm I'm doing is super is super valuable. So I'd, I'd yeah. love to love to take that to the drawing board and see where that see where that takes me. Yeah.
0: The beautiful thing is it's already there. Yeah. Right? That's what I love. Like, I get all goosebumpy about it. Like yeah. when I when I give you this little like you know dare I say like little moment of homework that you can go back and do, I'm not asking you to do something that's not already there. It's yes. just pulling it out more. Yes. You know, yes. and that's what I love about this show is that every every single person that's came on the show, they have the heart. That mm-hmm. that question whether it's challenging at the beginning because it takes ca- catches people off guard occasionally. Yeah um, it's still always there. It's just pulling it out mm-hmm. sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now that we've put it out there, it's exposed, Dan. Yep. It's like, we want everyone just as much as we want everyone to know that and feel yes. it.
1: Yes, totally. And I think that's where we choose to do business with people. With I mean, I could just stop right there with people. Right. And so to be able to say like, this isn't, this isn't some corporate thing. This isn't like, you know, um, some sterile, you know, website or, or offering, but like, there's a human, you know, there's humans uh, on the other side of this. And, and business is, is people helping people and, um, and helping, you know, and, and getting paid to do so and paying each other for, for the value that we offer. And so I think you're absolutely right to, to bring that, that story, that heart, that soul, that humanity to the table is there's so much power in that.
0: Yeah. God I love it. <laughs> um, okay, so I we've talked so many so much great stuff, so many golden nuggets both of us have had these little like oh. Yes. <laughs> so I oh, got I'm to imagine the audience is having some of the same. Yes. And so I want to just kind of kind of near a wrap of what is it that the mo- the meaning movement does? Yes. Um who who would be a good fit for yep. working with the meaning movement? Yep. And what's a great way to start with you?
1: I love it. I love it. yeah, so the meaning movement and this is let me just put this in the context of of some of that I, I mentioned like this brand this branding um uh, challenge I've had right <laughs> um, so it really started the meaning movement started as like I want to help people figure out what to do with their lives. I, I answered that this that big question of what do I want to do with my life mm-hmm. um. And the challenge that I've had is that I think it's too big of a question for too broad of an audience. And it's taken it's, I think that's one of the reasons why it's always kind of been this side thing. it's I've made made money there, but it has never never enough to support me and my family. I have three kids live in Seattle. It's expensive, all of those things. Um, and spent you know I've spent ten years growing it. And, and you know, by some measures, successfully; by other measures, not as successfully as I want, uh, as I want it to be. Um, and it's only in this last year that I really began um, began working with a branding consultant to really think about. What what am who am I trying to reach, mm-hmm. and what am I trying to do for them? What are their problems? And then t- taking us through a, a process of of really um, putting a story around that. And, um, we went through the did that through the the story brand um, framework. I don't know if you're familiar with with that that mm-hmm. framework of of there's a, 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 a your customer is a is is the hero of the story. You're the guide, and the hero wants something and has to overcome obstacles to to achieve it. And you're the guide who gives them the tools. The map, the 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 um, the abilities that they need in order to get that successful outcome that they're that they're seeking. So repositions the the way you know you think about your your brand as instead of it just being about you, but but being about you, the needs of your customer and then how you come alongside them and and guide them through the process. And so I've been kind of going back to the drawing board. It's a very long way of answering the the simple question: Who do you help? No, you're so, fine. But, but I want to contextualize it in in, yeah. in in my story as I've shared. It's the same questions. But it applied to a different audience, which is entrepreneurs, self-funded, mission-driven entrepreneurs. Yes. Um, what I'm helping people do is is um, acknowledge that running running a business is hard. That we get into this to pursue a passion, to have less stress, to um, you know find more financial freedom, but often end up with none of those things in a bit of a prison of our own making. Um, with, with no way, uh, with, with really no way out. I I think of it somewhat like Frankenstein's monster, right? You, you, you have this passion to bring this thing to life and then you bring it to life and then it literally ends up hunting you down and trying to kill you. Right. And so I think especially when we're mission, if you're mission driven, purpose driven, you have more, you have more at play than just, you're not out there just to make money. You're out there to do something more than just make money. Um, But the problem is we often optimize our lives for that long, long long-term result. When we Find that hockey stick growth when we, you know, we let's just hustle it out until we break through the next level or whatever it might be. And so, my my passion with the meaning movement, and what we're currently focused on, is helping entrepreneurs define success by their own metrics and give those metrics a way, give them a way to to see those metrics, to um, to experience that fulfillment and success, not just in the future, but in the present in order to build a more sustainable business that is, because it's more sustainable, ultimately more profitable in the long haul and uh, avoids the million dollar mistakes of burnout, of, Mm. you know, health, of Mm. um, relationship, you know, relationship, fallout, divorce, all of those things that happen when you overwork yourself, when you push too hard, um, just to achieve, you know, the financial, uh, the financial success by financial metrics. And so that's, what the meaning movement is currently focused on and, um, the main offering is an accelerator building a And one thing I hear from so many entrepreneurs I talk to is is that we're lonely in, in this space. We're lonely in our journey. So building an accelerator, it's a 90 day experience where I take people through um, a process to, to give them better metrics of success and build a community around it. So that's, that's the whole, the whole thing, but it all starts with a a diagnostic tool that I've created. That's called um, the burnout risk assessment, a burnout risk assessment, Mm -hmm. which, it's just ask a few questions to help you understand where you are in, you know, I think if, if you had a dial on how, how burnt out are you at the moment? And one of my operating assumptions is that we all are always experiencing some level of burnt out. What is that right now? And what can you do to make changes? Um, and so that's, I'd love to invite people to uh, to take that assessment at the meaning start you'll get a score and I'd love to jump on a call and help you think about how to make changes or apply you know takeaways from that assessment to your life and course correct your entrepreneurial journey so you can stay in it for the long haul.
0: Oh I love that. That is a perfect. I mean who doesn't need that tool And I love how specific you are with self-funded mission driven, entrepreneurs. Mm. And I just want to just clarify, you work nationwide. Yes. Online.
1: States. Yes. Exactly. Uh,
0: men and women. Yes. Virtually. Mm-hmm. Okay. So listeners, if you are a self-funded, mission-driven entrepreneur, and you have any amount, if you're watching this on YouTube, I'm doing this <laughs> in my hands, you have any amount in the spectrum of burnout, I think it would beheve you to go check out that risk assessment, that burnout risk assessment. Um, I know I'm going to check it out. I will make sure that it is in the show notes so that you guys have that link. forward slash start That's right. Right. That's okay. Right. So we'll make sure that that's in there for you guys. But Dan, thank you so much for being on the show. This has yes. been a phenomenal interview.
1: Thank you. It's been so fun to connect, and I'm at, well. I, I I'm excited to uh, you know come out, come out your way to the mountains, and uh, yes. you know we should meet up, go on a hike. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Like I said, we got a PNW, like I got a native. You're right there. like are right just there.
1: there. You're <laughs> a rock at your house.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we should have done this in person. All right. Well, once again, I really appreciate it. And guys, until next time. <laughs> Steph here. Thank you so much for listening to the Passion on Purpose Leaders on Center Stage podcast. If you are a successful business owner and you lead your business with passion, we'd love to feature you on our show. We'd love to share with the world what makes your business great and how you have intentionally led passion throughout your business. Also, if you got any value or little tidbits from this episode, please take a minute to screenshot the episode and share it on your favorite social media platform. Be sure to tag us so we can properly thank you and we love deepening our connection with our listeners. We are regularly putting out new episodes to feature leaders such as yourself who lead with passion on purpose. So be sure to subscribe to our show so you don't miss any future episodes. For more episodes, guest information, or details on the show, please visit getvim.com forward slash passion on purpose. That's get v i i m.com forward slash passion on purpose. Once again, I'm Steph. I am the owner and creative director at VIM. And thank you for listening to the show.